Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Morning of Men Sports Podcast. Make sure you are subscribed on SoundCloud.com, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube. I got a loaded show for you all today, so without any further delay, let's get started. Ah, here we go. This is the Morning of Men Sports Podcast. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I got a loaded show for you all today. So, without any further delay, let's go ahead and get straight into it. So, SummerSlam is coming around the corner, if I am not mistaken. Let me pull up my calendar right here just to make sure. Yep, August 11th. SummerSlam, SummerSlam excuse me, 2019 will be coming to you from Toronto. And guys, I am giving you all my fantasy booking. For SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Wow, that is so so much to say right there. But SummerSlam 2019 fantasy booking from yours truly, Morgan Man, a.k.a. Cole Morgan, from the Morgan Man Sports Podcast. So this is in no particular order. I will reveal the main event at the end of this subject discussion. So coming in number one right here, again, like I said, no in particular order. Is Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. WWE could honestly cash in on the the UFC or MMA golden ticket right there. Like, you know, you can't beat me in the octagon. You can't beat me in the ring, Brock Lesnar. And this is Bobby Lashley saying this. And which, of course, now we got, you know, Seth and Brock Lesnar again at SummerSlam this year. But honestly, I would have loved Lashley to to win that 10-man battle royal and cash in on the ticket again, like I said, of you can't beat me in the octagon, so what makes you think you can beat me in the ring? And then, boom, we have a huge, huge match at SummerSlam for the Universal title. Uh, honestly, and I would have Bobby Lashley winning this over Brock Lesnar because Bobby Lashley is just that type of wrestler that needs that kind of spectacular win to have his name across everywhere. Next up is the New Day versus the Authors of Pain versus Heavy Machinery for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles with Heavy Machinery winning. Heavy Machinery has been on roll here lately and the fans, the WWE Universe has been getting behind them. And WWE is not pulling the trigger on it. Yes, I understand that you want the New Day to be multiple tag team 
champions of the world. I understand that, and that's good marketing. But whenever the fans want somebody else, it's time to put it on them. Yes, uh, the fans, they they go flop-sided from, all right, I want him till two months later. All right, I want him down to be the champion. Uh, Yes, I understand you can't do that just by the fans' reaction, but whenever it is time, and the fans will let you know when it's time to change up the champion or change them to being a heel or a babyface. So, again, I would love to see Heavy Machinery in this kind of matchup. The club, which of course is AJ, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson versus Ricochet in the Usos. So, first question, I already know what you're asking is, okay, wow, so the the Usos are just getting rid of the Little Rascals already, aka the Revival, and we're we're just going to just throw away their feud right in the dumpster. No, not necessarily. You could also have like a uh, post-SummerSlam, kind of like, you know, the the climax that should have been at SummerSlam on Monday Night Raw to make ratings even better by having the Usos go and, you know, face the revival. But anyway, so uh, the club versus Ricochet and the Usos. I I have re- really Ricochet and the Usos winning this matchup right here. And, of course, AJ Styles is the United States champion, and you really don't have to defend the title here. Honestly, because you have a perfect six-man tag team match. And this right here would honestly draw in a lot of people's attentions. Uh, The Revival versus the Viking Raiders for the Raw Tag Team titles. I have the Viking Raiders winning. Now, again, like I said, this is fantasy booking uh, on my end. So I don't know what Dave Meltzer on the uh, Observer sheet and... Everywhere else has for fantasy booking, but that would be for me that the revival would drop to the Viking Raiders for the Raw Tag Team titles. Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon, and in this stipulation right here, if Shane loses, Shane must leave his role on TV. So not a like a retirement match necessarily where he just quits all operations of WWE, KO put him in retirement, you know, on so forth. This is just we want you gone from TV, Shane McMahon. We really do. And KO, I think, can deliver on this. And I and I am starting to get behind Kevin Owens with the babyface gimmick. So it's honestly interesting to see going forward right here. I am recording this Sunday night because uh, I do want to get a little bit of a head on the schedule because I am going to have a busy week right here, guys. Tweeting everything Falcons or just anything Falcons related. Next up, uh, Bailey versus Ember Moon. I have Ember Moon winning the SmackDown Women's title. And here's why. Sasha Banks comes in and interferes in the match, saying, uh, beware, this is my spotlight. You ain't going to take it. And Bailey's just like, oh my God, you're back and you're going after me. Ember comes up, gets the quick pin, and one, two, three. Your new... SmackDown Live Women's Champion Ember Moon. Yo, I can see that. I can really see that happening. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Andrade for the Intercontinental title with Nakamura winning. Uh, Yes, honestly, I will 
say Nakamura winning the Intercontinental title is a good thing, and he needs to keep it. Honestly, even past SummerSlam, I would heck, I would love to have him, you know, at least have it until Royal Rumble and drop it, say by Elimination Chamber. That that would be great, honestly. Becky Lynch versus Naomi. So instead of having um, Natalia win, uh, win that Fatal 4-Way, which was one of the worst Fatal 4-Ways for the women in a long time, I would have loved to see Naomi win this. Not the title, because I have Becky winning the title, but Naomi and Becky, honestly, are one of the two most over women in WWE, and... You need to have her go up against somebody. Yes, I know it's two baby faces, but two baby faces can put on a show. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton for the WWE title. I do have Kofi winning this one right here. He's not dropping this title anytime soon, guys. I'm sorry. If if Kofi's going to drop the WWE title, it has to be <laughs> at least Royal Rumble. At the most. But, now here's the thing. Survivor Series is within a few more months. I think four more months to be exact. I have to look on my calendar and look. But, oh, excuse me. Well, I'm going to have to delete that out right there. But, um, anyways. Survivor Series is four more months away. And I could see Kofi just being stupid. Like Daniel Bryan like AJ Styles, like Jinder Mahal, and put up the title, the but well, honestly, now probably the Friday night uh, before Survivor Series. So, who knows? We're going to have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz, the two best friends going head-to-head. I have The Miz winning because he's just awesome. <laughs> Then you got Asuka and Kyrie Sane versus the Iconics versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Yes, this is another triple threat tag team match. And, and, and honestly, WWE has been great on the booking of triple threat tag team match matches here lately. And this is, of course, for the women's tag team titles with Asuka and Kyrie Sane winning. Uh... Again, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, they are the heavy sleepers in this match right here because they have been rumored to win these titles numerous times whenever the opportunity presents itself. But I see Asuka and Kyrie Sane picking up the victory over the Iconics, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville at SummerSlam 2019. So the extras, uh, this does include the pre-show, of course, the Cruiserweight title match, which really no one cares about, um, not, not unless you are in the 205 Live. Uh, McIntyre. So McIntyre is going to have a certain situation, uh, or a certain gimmick, or promo, for say, for SummerSlam. He's not going to be a part of anything that I have on this list, minus a promo, and that is calling out The Undertaker mid-show. So... Calling out the Undertaker mid-show, and then now I don't want to go specifically down the John Cena route, for say, where Undertaker just did not respond until WrestleMania, and and then at WrestleMania, heck, he still didn't even respond much. 
I want to have McIntyre call out The Undertaker. And at least two Mondays out of the entire month on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, whichever, however, whichever one you want to do it. It's going to be more Raw because Eric Bischoff, he's more... He's going to be more focusing on CEOs of Fox and Fox Sports and make it more of a actual sports show, unlike Raw, which will be you know, like movie acting, pretty much. But anyways, um, you have Undertaker just simply throwing out like little Easter eggs towards Drew McIntyre. Royal Rumble comes around. Uh, Drew McIntyre is like entrant number 29, and he eliminates almost everybody in the ring and then entrant 30 is the undertaker and then let's just say the the fans go wild and drew mcintyre and the undertaker are both eliminated meaning whoever is you know like number 54 or not 54 gosh dang um number 13 is still left in the ring you know he's facing number 26 then they come down to them two, but then Drew McIntyre, of course, he's going to be pissed because he just lost his shot at either Universal or the WWE Championship, and he's going to go after Undertaker that WrestleMania season. So I can see like little Easter eggs planted out from really SummerSlam to Royal Rumble. Um, again, like maybe two Monday Night Raws a month. Not not every week. I really don't want it every week. But just have those Easter eggs planted. You know, make it make it make it supplemental a little bit. Then after that, the twenty four seven title video package will be spreaded out twice throughout the entire pay per view. Uh, really, our truth has made this title relevant, and I want to see him succeed with it, and he is succeeding. So. Go above and beyond WWE creative talent. Make something happen that is going to get him more over with this title. And guys, I did promise it to you. And here it is for the main event of SummerSlam. Yes, I might sound crazy. I might sound stupid. But you know what? I'm not going to say that word. I'll let DX say that word for you. And you already know what it is. But the Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon match is your pre-show. I mean, not your pre-show. Gosh dang it. I just totally messed that up. The Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon match is your main event at SummerSlam. Why do I want it to be the main event at SummerSlam? Here's why. Because it's going to build up so much anticipation throughout the entire weeks following up to SummerSlam on SmackDown Live. And the other wrestlers are going to get behind Kevin Owens. This is going to be sort of like a yes movement. Yes movement, excuse me. Where Daniel Bryan, you know, would not shut up until he got what he wanted. And then whenever he won at WrestleMania 30... It was berserks. And I feel like that could happen at SummerSlam with KO defeating Shane McMahon to get him off TV. Uh, And actually, I did not mention this, but KO, of course, Kevin Owens, uh, dropping a pipe bomb on the pre-show with, you know, Sam Roberts and, you know, everybody else that is doing the pre-show at that little table. Uh, So, again, KO... 
Shane is the main event at SummerSlam, and I cannot be much more happy with my decision on that. Next up on this list, guys, will the Call of Duty League fail in 2020? Uh, this is an interesting topic that I really want to discuss. Uh, no articles, no nothing. Uh, but someone on Twitter the other day was discussing this with me and uh, posted, you know, posted some stats and stuff from the CWL this year. And of course, the CWL is not producing a lot of numbers. But at the same time, whenever it comes to these big events like a Fort Worth, like a CWL final, like a CWL Anaheim, it's pulling in some tremendous numbers. And I am honestly shocked of why anybody would say COD League will fail in 2020. Because why on earth would Nadechot, yeah, Nadechot, spend, uh, what is it? I think it was 35 mil. Uh, don't put that in stone just yet, okay, guys? But I think it was $35 million in a 100 Thieves headquarters for not only the Call of Duty team, but for every competitive game that 100 Thieves is part of League of Legends, CSGO, um, you know, just, just whatever. Uh, Gears of War, Apex, you name it, it's going to be there for 100 Thieves. So why, I mean, why would he spend that much money on something that's going to fail? I don't see it really failing because with the, with the new rule set that there's going to be a homestand for the Call of Duty League, that's going to make it feel more like a football basketball game or baseball, you know, whatever, where you have this opponent traveling to Dallas, to Atlanta, to New York, to Paris, to go in and just wreck the place. So I don't really see this feeling. I see it actually being better than what it is in what it is right now. But in the near future, it's going to be 20 times as better. This past Sunday, we have crowned E-United as the Call of Duty Pro League champions. And guys, I couldn't be as much more happier than what you are right now. And honestly, I mean, E-United is one of them underdog teams that no one really roots for. And Clayster has a lot to do with this. Because Clayster is one of the best players, but he's surrounded by other teammates that are good, but they're just not like that, you know, elite caliber, I think. Personally, from watching, the the, per, the well, actually, the team I was rooting for after Optic got eliminated, which I'm actually fixing to discuss that, was Luminosity. Because Luminosity Gaming, LG, had just the best... And I mean the best communication, gun skills, everything went in 1v1s. I mean, you name it, it was there for LG. They looked so dominant throughout the entire, the finals, the the qualifiers, the, the everything. LG looked that dominant. And for them to lose, I think it was against Gen G, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, it was just, it was unreal, but LG, honestly, it was the underdog in this one, but E-United came out on top and won. 
And Cloyster, man, uh, shout out to you, dude, because you 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 are one of the best in in the Call of Duty World League and going into the Call of Duty League itself in 2020. And I and I honestly cannot wait to see y'all in champs because y'all are gonna have the the biggest momentum headed into championships. I mean, excuse me, the world title. I think it's August 16th or 18th, if I'm not mistaken. But now the the main focus is optic gaming. Oh boy, this is <laughs> what what happened? Like what happened? TJ, Scum, Crimson, Karma. I mean, where where's it at? I didn't see no chemistry. Role playing was just different, you know. Oh my! Like it, it was it, it was it was horrible to watch. After I after I knew that LG was gonna beat us, I just like, oh my god, this is not the object that I came to watch. And yeah, it was just it was just ridiculous, dude. Um I I'm I'm speechless. I'm really am. If Optic is gonna have a shot at even winning the world championship in August. They are really going to have to grind hard. I'm talking grind hard. So much to the point where they fall asleep at the at the freaking PS4. Playing Call of Duty every single day. No, just That's how hard they got to grind. Because with the performance that just went down this past Sunday from Optic Gaming. I would never consider them an elite team if I... First ever started watching Call of Duty World League championship matches. You know, if I was brand new, like I said, just coming into this install off the game, like go 0 and 6, I'm like, oh gosh, they are not no elite team. I don't know why my friend said, you know, for them, for me to watch them. But if, if, if I had a circle right now, if I had a, like a championship circle, I would put honestly United. United, uh, Luminosity Gaming, and 100 Thieves in this circle. And then outside that bubble, I would have Optic Gaming. Because they would they would need some breaks go their way. Because they are a talented team, but they are not that talented. Get what I say? It looks good on paper. Optic uh, has Karma, Kremzik, Scum, you know, three major players. But whenever they perform like how they just did this past Sunday, I, I would I would sell my stock on them. <laughs> you know, now, I mean, I could be over exaggerating. I mean, they could have just had a bad night the the previous night and just just blew it out of the water. You know, we're hey, we're saving our energy for championship, or excuse me, the world title. I mean, we're saving our energy for that. I don't know what in the world is going on, but I mean, like I said, I could be over-exaggerating, but if I was brand new to the whole Call of Duty scene of watching the pros, you know, I would never consider Optic a or an elite team. So, uh, leave me a comment down below of why do you think Optic just did not show out? Well, they, I mean, they showed out, but it wasn't the good way. Just leave me a comment, you know, let me know why you think Optic just did not do anything. Was it because they're, again, saving their time and energy for the uh, the world title? I mean, what, 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 what do you think?
So guys, um, for my last topic of discussion, and today I'm recording this Monday at 4.51 p.m. I'm getting close to actually finishing recording this, but the Falcons just wrapped up day one of the training camp, and dude, let me tell you, it, it's honestly a good time to be a Falcons fan. Um, everything's going right so far. We have had some injuries already. Uh, I am kind of disappointed on that. Uh, JJ Wilcox, I'm actually pulling them up right now. Follow Kelsey Conway on Twitter. Uh, shout, out, shout out to Kelsey. Uh, yep, safety. JJ Wilcox is ho- hobbling off the field, or just you know limping off the field, pretty much, um, with the help of his teammates. Uh, that's not good. Hashtag Falcons. Uh, but you know, other than that, you know, that's all that we've had. Injury wise, and if there is, you know, I'm just not, I can't, you know, I can't remember off the top of my head, but the JJ Wilcox definitely was one that I remember. Um, during special teams portion of practice, Kijion Barner, Marcus Green, and Olamade Zarka, if I'm pronouncing that right, I don't want to mispronounce it. We're back returning, interested to see how that battle will play out. Uh, so, so really today just seemed like it was more of a special teams. Day, uh, of course, I mean, the Falcons did run a few drills on both offense and defense, played a little bit of a game for the fans, and honestly, I mean, Matt Ryan is so accurate, dude. I'm watching all these videos right now of him, and he is just ungodly accurate. Uh, now, he did throw a few interceptions, uh, which that's what we're looking for. We're looking for interceptions, but of course, not on Matt Ryan. We don't face like, you know, the Vikings or the Texans. But in camp, that's all right. Let Matt Ryan throw these interceptions. I mean, don't like just, you know, be like, all right, hey, intercept it to him over there. And I'm Dan Quinn. I'm saying this to you. No, don't let that happen. I mean, if you're the defense, you know, try your best like it was week one or week 20 of the Super Bowl, you know, whatever. You know, do your best to have an interception on Matt Ryan. Let other teams know, hey, you were here to ball, and you're going to intercept that ball no matter what. Um, and Dan Quinn is just doing so great on defense. He, uh, Grady Jarrett, is like, dude, can, can you, do you mind just going check on offense right quick while we're over here working? That's how much Dan Quinn has been on the defense today. Um, and I don't know what day two is going to look like. Probably the same familiarity i don't know because day one you know everybody's you know cool with each other you know hey this is a family reunion you know let's go get it you know let's get that dub get some chips <laughs> i'm not like you know chips and dip you know like get a chip like aka ring super bowl ring but you know day two and, and then and then so on you know and then they're gonna kind of get a little iffy with each other like pissed and you know like ready to just fight each other you know and 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 it's gonna work out for best for everybody i mean they're they're gonna be hot they're gonna be sweaty and then you know by uh the 28th which is sunday if i'm not mistaken let me look on my calendar yep the 28th i mean i mean they're gonna be tired of wore out now they will be however uh going to the falcons training camp not Falcons training camp. They go Canton, Ohio, uh, on August first. But I wonder what time they'll be leaving. I am pulling her up right now. 
Okay, so they'll be leaving probably uh, July 30th. So that's actually next Tuesday of the time of this podcast going live. So one week from today, pretty much. And then, of course, that Wednesday they'll be practicing uh, somewhere in Ohio. And then, of course, that Thursday will be our first preseason game which would be against the Denver Broncos in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, but I am honestly ready for this, guys. I'm ready to go to the facility, watch the players, and just really enjoy myself. Um, me and my dad are going. Um, I'm hoping hoping and praying that I can get some sort of video, vlog, whatever. I'm going to try my best to, but if not, you know, I can just sit here and discuss it on the podcast with you guys. Um, so for day two, which is today, I'm honestly just expecting the same thing, uh, but with a little bit more edgier things from Dan Quinn. Uh, Coach Dark Cotter, he is looking great with his play calling on offense because there are a bunch of like uh, wide screens and just, I mean, just, just everything that you can honestly expect the Falcons to do so well on. Uh, but guys, I sure hope you did enjoy today's podcast. If you did, make sure to like button on Sunday.com, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and I'm trying to work myself into the Apple Podcast world now, so I'm going to see how that goes and hopefully some iHeartRadio just to, you know, expand the podcast, you know, get out there to several different people. Uh, and, you know, just make this, you know, something where people can enjoy it all the time. So, but again, hope you all enjoy and uh, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.